Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about timelines in our books and making sure that we align our work so that one, it just makes sense to the reader, (laughs) but two, that it's as realistic as possible to what could occur even if you are writing fantasy. Like, we need to keep things kind of in an order, and I failed to do this. And it just hit me last night. Okay, so I put it out there yesterday about finding time and trying to find the balance. And I took two naps yesterday, homeschooled, and and then after homeschool, decided that I was going to write, that I was going to pull up my work and write. Now, that didn't mean I was going to start a new chapter. That meant that I was just... I just wanted my manuscript in front of me, and I didn't know what that was going to look like. So I went to the chapter um, where I'd left off. I did my little bookmarks button on the side, and it took me straight into the last chapter. And I just kind of was reading through the last chapter and going, wait, she would have had more feelings about her job and her students because she's a teacher. She wouldn't have just, you know, talked about her her boyfriend and her family. So I'm like, okay, realistically, she would have had a bunch of other thoughts running through her mind, right? So I went back and I added some of that internal dialogue. I also was reading back through it and I was going, okay, something's just not sitting right with this time. And if you're writing a book and and you're going back in time, I mean, Unless you've got Marty's machine where you're sitting there and you're plugging in the date. I mean, it can be any time. I'm not concerned about what it was when she went back. I'm more concerned with what would happen when she moved forward realistically when she wakes up. And so I was like, okay, Eli. I'm like, so my husband is Eli. I'm acting like you guys know all my life if you've just joined a podcast. Now, if you've been with me since last May, then you guys know everything about me my whole life. <laughs> um, but I'm like, okay, Eli, I got a problem here. He was like, what is it? I was like, I've got a timeline problem. I said, her coming back into time, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be unrealistic. And I expressed to him how you just, you know, you're calling it a magical Christmas wedding. You want her to be closer to her wedding. 
than what I did in the book. And I was like, okay, so now I've got to go back in and I have got to rewrite some things, um, chapter one forward. And he was like, okay, so now that you know you're going to rewrite, consider this. And when he told me, he was like, you know, when she's having the dress on, for example. And I'm like, oh, that's really good. And so I'm like, okay. So I was like, if I don't write this stuff down, I'm going to forget it. Because it was late last night. And I'm like, I got to log this stuff in. So I pulled up my notes section on my phone. And I just made some really shorthand notes of the things that we were saying. But the, the timeline is really important in your books. And I noticed... For example, how J.K. Rowling did that in The Prisoner of Azkaban. So I'm, so I'm reading The Prisoner of the Azkaban right now. And if you're, you know, at the very beginning of the book, you know, Harry has to leave the Dursleys. So when he leaves, there, there starts a timeline of when he meets Ron and Hermione again in Diagon Alley. And I just watched how she did the progression of days and the progression of time and it's masterful i love jk rowling and and i'm going you know while i'm reading that i'm thinking about my own work maybe that i'm not even aware that i'm thinking of that but as i'm reading that book when i go into my own work i started to question that it's not like i was specifically calling that out to my holy spirit going you know god is my timeline right? No. I was reading about how time was passing in Harry Potter. Move over into my book and I'm going, something's wrong with my time. And so when I tell you guys I can't read anything new, it's other than what I'm already reading in my classroom with my students, which is one book, plus the homeschool book that I'm reading with Sam. So I'm actually reading two books a day already. So I don't want you, I don't want to get the, you guys, the opinion that I'm not reading anything all day because I'm actually into two books, um, one for the school setting, one for a homeschool setting. And, um, that's what helped me, I think, maybe unlocked me or it was just the Holy Spirit going, okay, you're not as tired tonight. Let's get into this book, and, and I'm going to go ahead and show you what you need to know before you get too far. And they're just minor things. It's, it's not going to be like something that I'm going to have to do a complete overhaul with. I'm just going to have to tweak some things at the very beginning. Um, and that's going to be okay. It's going to be, it's all going to work out. I have the faith and the confidence because I also knew that something else was wrong with my book last night when I was back in it. And there again, that could be I've stepped away from the book um, because I've been so tired and sleeping that I chose naps over writing. But now that I stepped back into the book, I said, wait a second. Not only is my time messed up, I think that there's a greater purpose here. And that didn't hit me at all when I was originally writing the book and just talking the book out with like, I talked the book out with my secretary the other day. My secretary looked at me and said, I want to be in your book. Can you please use my full name? It was hilarious. I said, I shall. I shall put you in my book, my secretary, because she's lovely. And 
um, she was like, so tell me which one it's about because, you know, a boring book. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So there's the pressure. She was like, well, a boring book, it needs da da da. We were talking. She was like, that doesn't sound so boring. And I was like, oh well, I hope no one would think my books are boring. I try to like pack them in. Um, but while I was, so I'm knowing the timeline is weird. But I'm going in and I'm building internal dialogue last night. And I'm adding. And I'm adding some additional dialogue between the characters um, to capitalize on this, you know, really pivotal moment that everyone is sharing. And I'm like, yeah, I need to pull this out a little more. It's just too surface right now. So I'm, you know, adding some things in there. Next thing I know, I get this thought. And it's there's a greater purpose here than just what you originally thought. And I told Eli, I was like, Eli, wait a minute. I'm like, I'm thinking she's not even back in back in the past for this one reason. I think it's bigger than this one reason. And I told him what I thought that it was. And he was like, well, with her knowledge of today's time, you know, what do you think? And I, and so I went back. What I did is I thought of something that I love to watch, that I have watched all of the episodes growing up, and we kind of binge-watched them last year. I was going through a Quantum Leap binge-watch, um, and so I'm like, okay, well, think about, you know, this character. And then I, and then it hit me. I'm like, Eli, I know what it is. And I was talking it out with Eli. And he was like, yes. And in this scene, you can add this. And as soon as Eli said it, I started to cry. Y'all, I am not kidding. I started to cry. And it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this character so much. Yes. And I'm bawling. And I'm like, perfect. Oh my gosh. Yes, this is it. And I'm like, okay, now I don't know the ins and the outs of it. And I don't know the in-betweens of it. And I don't even know if this is what it's going to be at the final, because you never know until you keep writing in a book where the story is going to lead you. But for that moment, when it just came out and then Eli gave me the next piece and it was like, we were puzzle piecing it together. I started to cry, and that let me know that that emotional response was where it needed to be. Like, yeah. And I was like, that is that is so good. And I'm like, okay, definitely going to write that down, um, just in case I forget that too. So I pulled out my notes, and I wrote that down. And I don't have to do anything um, to the previous work, um, the first eight chapters at all, uh, for this additional plot development. I just have to, you know, keep moving forward, and that one's going to work itself out naturally within the story. Um, all I have to do is go back with my timeline and make sure that, oh my gosh, I wish I could take a picture of what is in front of me. Oh my gosh. There is a license plate that in, um, that's from one of my books, and it's in front of me right now. He called her Sassanach. Oh my God, it's right there. Okay, so I'm digressing. 
So just be mindful of your timeline. And if you need to plot that out, if you need to draw that out, um, make yourself a timeline, an actual one, like we used to do in history class when we were young. If you feel like, you know, you want to do a, a picture timeline, or if you just want to write down the course of events, if you get stuck, and then look to see if it's a natural progression of what could, ta could take place. Um, and even though mine has, you know, fantasy elements in it, and has time travel in it, you still want the reader to come out of that saying, oh my gosh, you don't want them to say, okay, that's stretching it. Like, you can't have someone, you know, disappear for six months. And if they do, what happens when they come back? Where would they end back up? And, and how would that be? And, and what would be that gap in between? Like, those, those were the issues that really hit me last night strongly. Now, if I've had these feelings before about the timeline, I just didn't remember them. <laughs> so if I told you guys this a couple of weeks ago as we were talking about a magical Christmas wedding, I might have, you know, had some of these initial thoughts but was too tired to write them down because last night I felt like I hit an epiphany. <laughs> um, but there again, that's where you need to always have a journal beside you when you're writing or you need to have your notes section of your phone, or you need to have some way to be able to record and document so you don't lose um, prized pieces and thoughts that might come at you and you're just not ready to produce the work yet. So I'm 70 pages into my manuscript, which is really good right now. I'm feeling confident. Um, after I did some additional writing last night, um, looking over the work, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling really confident about um, my 70 pages in because I'm not trying to write, you know, a 300, 400 page Aragon. Like, I don't think that I would ever do that. I'm, I'm trying to, to write, you know, I wouldn't say a quick read, but I, I'm not one to do a, a draw out. And I had a conversation with a reader yesterday, and we were talking about Stephen King. And this reader is reading uh, Dr. Sleep, and they're like, okay, it is like a 500-page book. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. That's what they were saying. I don't know the exact page number of Stephen King's work, but um, I've read The Shining, but I did not read Dr. Sleep because I didn't know it existed, honestly, until I knew the movie was coming out with Ewan McGregor. And so is uh, this other reader. They're the same way. So they're reading it now, and that is on my to-read list. Um, but they're like, okay, I'm, it's really, it's to, in my opinion, it's really slow right now because he's building and I understand his style and I know that he's building and it is long and I love the way that he's doing it. Um, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, you know, that's something that maybe I don't do. I start right in with, uh, the conflict. I start right in with what's going on. And then that's why my books aren't 500 pages. Uh, but I'm not Stephen King either, and I do not have his gifts of writing. I have Jennifer's, and so I just have to stick to how I write. But I thought about that last night when I was looking at my page count. I was thinking about the conversation that I had with this other reader about uh, world building and, and everything. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm right into the middle. Like, I start, and it's it's very quick. And that's how I like to read, too. I like to read books like that. So maybe that's kind of like my style, is that that's how I go about my way. Now, I did get 
um, a conversation with a beta reader about bridges that I should have started very, very early with all of the paranormal, with all of the supernatural elements. And I'm like, so I pushed back a little bit on that. And I'm like, no, this is a trilogy. This is a building. This is a world built. This is a place where, you know, you have to get a firm foundation of who these characters are, or it wouldn't be believable that they would stay around. And so that there was a point for me, uh, you know, planting seeds of my character development um, and keeping it a little longer at the beginning, because then you actually can be inside the head of Jasmine and you can say, okay, Jasmine would not leave if times got tough because this is just who she is. It has nothing to do with um, anything other than the way that I've developed that character. But in the magical Christmas wedding, it's a quick, it's a quick jump in. Now I've just got to go in and rearrange some things to fix my timeline. Now last night with me adding, going back in, that made my story like 10 times better. The things that I was adding in, I knew it did. Because when I went back in again and, and I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna read it um, and see how this, this whole chapter works. It just was like, oh yeah. Yeah, Jennifer, like that just shows you that stepping away and coming back in, you know, could do your work some good. So I'm not gonna have this guilt trip about how I didn't, you know, how I didn't necessarily um, do as much writing on it as I should have because self-care is extremely important and I was trying to take care of myself with transitioning over into back into the workplace, but also maybe that's what I needed for my writing was just to step away from a magical Christmas wedding a little bit um, because now I have a clearer focus on what I need to do with it. So now steps going ahead my little timeline changes a bit it's okay fix the timeline not my timeline changes but my goals change a little bit um, as soon as I fix this timeline then I can go forward or I already know the problems with the timeline at the very beginning of the book I could just continue writing see where the book leads me and then at the very end go back in and just fix the beginning chapters of the timeline because it's only just a few things that I would need to change it's not like I would have to rewrite all of the scenes it would only be like two scenes that I would really have to to make mention of it so it's no big deal um, so now I have to just make the writer's choice to either go back or move forward and that's where I'll pray, you know, Lord, which direction do you want me to go? And so when I sit in front of my computer screen again, you know, Anne asked me the other day, what is your process? What is your writing process? It's when I sit in front of my computer screen, you know, I'm in a state of prayer and I'm saying, Lord, you know, give me the words that you would have me to write, you know, help me with this story, help me, you know, see what comes next you know, help me use my time. You know, I'm praying all of these prayers. And so I don't really know what my story is going to do until I get right in front of that screen. And that's where I didn't have all of these. There's gotta be something more questions as I'm walking down the hallway. 
um, it's in front of that screen and it pushes me further you know to to contemplate to analyze and to try to break it down and say okay how can I take this work and elevate this work and so we should always be on the lookout for ways to elevate our manuscript as we're writing and praying about that and asking for the Holy Spirit to provide us with the wisdom with the knowledge with the connections um, and with the words that we need to say uh, we can't go wrong so skipping over that I will tell you the new development too um, I was going to do a separate podcast on ACX but well maybe I will so stay tuned because this is a completely different topic and for those people who might just want to know about ACX um, I need to make a separate one for that because they might say hey I don't need to worry about my timelines I do a detailed timeline and I use receipt tape and I roll it all the way out of my room or I do a board or I do this and and so um, there are programs too that can help you with timelines and um, I know writers use you know Scrivener and some of those fancy tools and here I am with my word document and my notes and Holy Spirit going Lord help me figure this thing out so last night I did not do any of my additions with pro writing aid um, because I was adding dialogue here and there I was not going to check it in pro writing aid and move it over into the book so I did all of my work independent of pro writing aid last night um, and I'm thinking what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, not go away from pro writing aid because I need that for the grammar support. I need that for commas and just for checking for my sentence structure. Um, but I've got to be more mindful of how when it copies and pastes over that the curlies aren't messed up of, of my quotation marks, that the spacing is right, because that's where I had the problem with the Raptor Revolution. It was more of a spacing issues. It was more of the um, quotations, maybe not cap copying the last um, piece. And so that's something that I definitely need to be more mindful of and um, just try to catch things early instead of waiting for the print copy to come out. So, if you go on to, um, just staying in line with a magical Christmas wedding, if you go online, you'll see that I have already put up the ebook for um, pre-order because I know that the book is going to be done. I just know it. I'm going to be finished with it. Um, I felt confident yesterday when I looked at my page count and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I was 70 pages into this thing. You know, most of my books are, you know, 160 to 240 pages if you look at my average length. So I'm like halfway there. Um, it doesn't have to be um, 30 chapters for it to be a complete book. It just has to be a complete book, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And wherever that page number gets me, it gets me. So I'm like, okay. Um, it can poss possibly range, you know, from 160 to, to 240. That's probably where I'm going to fall. And so I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm close to being halfway there. And I have so much more to write. So um, I went ahead and put it up on pre-order. And it's, so then there again, putting it up on the pre-order and getting that up there on Draft Digital. I just did the ebook piece and I started my Ingram Spark 
um, details yesterday. I went ahead and put in all my codes. Uh, I got the ISBN assigned. I also went in and got my Library of Congress, but I got my Library of Congress and my ISBN the other day. I didn't do that yesterday. I did the Ingram Spark work prior to, just so I could go ahead and um, get my ISBN number assigned for the book so I could do my Library of Congress. But I did my draft of digital work yesterday, and I went ahead and did the draft of digital pre-order when I found out that I was 70 in. I don't know why it didn't dawn on me that I was 70 pages into the book. I was like, oh, wow, Jen, you've, you've done more on this work than, than you actually thought. And that can give me um, possibly two good days if I can take and carve out um, two full days of a weekend just writing, then that can possibly finish me up. Like, I see that happening with just two good days. So, um, I'm praying for those that time. So, you guys know that I'm going to be up at 5 a.m. this weekend um, utilizing that time. And I will have no distractions. I'm going to have no social media. I'm going to make no podcasts, no videos. And I'm going to be straight into a magical Christmas wedding and really focus all of my attention on producing the work that the Lord has gifted me with. And I'm just so grateful that God chose me to tell stories. And so I have to use that gift. I have to exercise that gift and work it. Um, it's just like doing any other kind of gifting. Like if, if God gifted me to do, you know, this particular activity within the church, I can't just sit on the sidelines. You know, I have to get in and, and I have to lead that Bible study or I have to practice and, and prepare for that Bible study um, and connect with people. And so it's, it's however the Lord has gifted you, we still have to go out there and exercise that. And hold on to that faith as we're exercising the talents that the Lord has given us. And so, that's why I didn't beat myself up about the timeline. And, you know, I talked with an author yesterday. That's why, you know, we have this time to go back in as self-published authors. And if we catch something, you know, don't let it be the end of your world. Don't let it spiral you down into depression because you necessarily might have, you know, didn't get it right five years ago. You've got time to get it right. So I will just give you that as a word of encouragement and challenge you to look at your timelines and make sure that they realistically line up and that they are keeping a really good pace. So that way you are not doing like what my secretary said and just creating a, a boring story that each one of your plot scenes advances you know, advances the plot. It's not just a placeholder to get five more pages in a book. That it's actually there, written with some piece of dialogue, some clue, some foreshadowing, some kind of way to to develop the meaning, or symbolic representations, or the theme that, or it reveals something about your character. Like if it's not doing those things, then it's just an extraneous scene then that's the scenes that when you're editing, you'll know at that point, hey, that really didn't do anything for the story. So in order for, you know, me to keep a tight story and the reader engaged, maybe I need to, you know, tweak that a little bit and, and take that out and 
um, and make it work. So, all right, guys, I hope that you have a blessed day and stick around because I'll do an ACX one really quick. I am at school super, super early this morning. Um, I decided to start coming to work a lot earlier because I would have an opportunity to, to do more work um, sitting with a computer. So um, I'll talk with you guys later. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.